Hello, you're listening to the Ron Effect podcast with me, Ron Chang. This is episode for 22nd March 2014. This is the podcast that nobody's listening to. Thanks for listening in. Uh, on today's episode, we have my good friend, comedian, Mr. Ray Badrin, to answer our medical and science questions. Thanks for coming in, Ray. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Could you tell everyone what your qualifications are? Uh, I have a degree in medical science, and I got it from the University of Wollongong. Cool. I've got to mention, we're here in sunny Brisbane because we're on tour here at the Brisbane uh, Comedy Festival at the Brisbane Powerhouse. Uh, Ray's on as well. It's part of a breakout show. How's, how's that show going, man? Yeah, it's good, man. Lots of fun. Um, right. Uh, my, my show's been going well as well. Um, really, it's the first time I've actually done, done it in a proper comedy festival, so um, I was excited to debut. I'm excited to bring it to Melbourne in about a week or so. But anyway, let's, let's, let's get to the questions. Uh, I asked Twitter for some questions for Ray. I said that your specialty is like... I mean, you told me your specialty was neuroscience and what was it? Uh, consciousness, that's right. Yeah, I did a lot of focusing on uh, neuroscience and mind and brain philosophy. Cool. That, so let's, uh, I, I posted that on Twitter and I asked people to ask you questions. Oh, damn, someone just messaged me. Sorry about that, guys. Um, sorry about that sound. Uh, and I got some questions back, so let's, let's go into it. Uh, Reed Parker asks... I've always wondered how active our senses are when we're asleep. For example, can we hear when we're asleep? Um, can what we hear when asleep be comprehended in any way? I could barely comprehend this sentence. Yeah. I, I've, I've are always, you asleep right now? I've, I've always wondered. We Actually, me and Ray have this really interesting beef about Inception. I'll get to that later because I personally love Inception. Ray hates it, but we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Hang on. I, I, the question is, I've always wondered how active our senses are when we're asleep. Can we hear when asleep? Can what we hear when asleep be comprehended in any way? Right. Can what we hear when we're asleep be comprehended in any way? No, I would say not really. It'd have to be like a hypnosis kind of thing. Because if you've got an alarm, it's going to wake you up. Yeah. You know, the yeah. only sense that's really dulled completely. I know this when you're like all your all your senses are dulled when you're asleep. Yeah. But. You can't smell anything while you're asleep. I mean, you, you might you might be able to smell smell stuff, but you can't recognize that you're smelling anything. That's really interesting. That's a good. So, sense of smell is completely knocked out when you're asleep. Yeah, you can turn the lights on and yeah. it'll wake you up, or you can put a flashlight in front of you, wake you up. Someone can touch you, yeah. it'll wake you up. So, uh, like smoke, the smell of smoke would never wake you up. No. Right. Um, I mean, that's, why, that's why I can share, share an apartment with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. And never, uh, you know, never, yeah, never so bother. So you could sleep next to a really smelly person and wouldn't wake you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. that wouldn't wake you up. That's really interesting. Well, yeah. Why is that? Because the... Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, your senses are dulled, so they might, they might still be working at like a 0.0.1%, mm. but we just can't, we can't tell. Can you, so I assume they actually would be working at a, at a very small percentage. I'm actually, I'm actually having trouble recalling my dreams right now, but I, is it, so in that case, does that mean that in your dreams you'll never smell anything, like when you're dreaming? Oh, that's complex. So you're saying if you smell something in right, your dream... Right, I can't even remember. Right now I'm trying to think if I ever smelled something in a dream. I, know, I think actually if you smell it in your dream, yeah. you could probably, you'll process smell it, it. you'll process it as being smelled. Right. But if you're in a room and there's external, like... Uh, yeah, there's an external right. smell there. No, right. So, right. so for example, if someone's baking cookies in real life, yeah, and you're right. dreaming, you probably won't pick that up. You're more likely to feel the heat from right. baking cookies. If someone farts What's in what? a room, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so farting doesn't wake you up. Well, the, 
if unless like if it's a silent fart, no. Well, uh, but unless they do it like close to your face and you can feel the air pressure, <laughs> then then yeah. That's really uh, useful to know, actually. That explains a lot, really. <laughs> but you've been farting, farting, no. farting to try wake people up. No, no, but that's why okay. no, no one ever goes. I woke up after to this terrible smell. You know, no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't. You, and um, but you can wake up. You know, you can wake up with an. But the question was. Can what you hear affect what you sleep, uh, affect your dreams? Is that what it was? was well, no, he's it? saying how active our senses are. Then he gave the example of, of, uh, of hearing. So, you know, he's asking any senses are active. Well, look, the first thing that comes to mind is if you hear, you're, uh, an alarm is the most common way to wake you up. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's using hearing. Sure. And so I would say, no, it will wake you up. But I'm, I'm sure there's probably some methods out there where you know, they can play some music, some, some liminal messages that, yeah. that, that so, sort of in a hypnosis almost way yeah. that, that could uh, subliminally change, change the way you're what thinking you think? and, and possibly affect your sleep. Well, I mean, I always fall asleep in front of a TV or something yeah. and I frequently just dream about the thing I'm watching. Like, I have very vivid, you know, like, whatever I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have, um, do, you, do you ever have, so it's always short-term memories that you dream about? Oh, no, not always. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm just saying that I have many a, a dream where I've, I've fallen asleep to something on TV or some music, yeah. and I distinctly remember watching that show in my dream, like the theme, the theme, opening theme for it, because it's playing, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like when you, when you dream, that dreaming is like one of the most complex things, and people don't know like why and, and how and, works, how and yeah. stuff, and there's so yeah. many theories, sure. but it's usually because like when you're sleeping, like when you're in REM, yeah. It's like your brain like defragging, like a computer. Yeah, defragging. Right? Yeah. And and then so <clears throat> it excites some some parts of your brain's depressed, and then it excites other areas of your brain, mm-hmm. um, and like your short term memory and long term memory. Yeah. And so you get all these images and, and so right. forth in your brain, and then they sort of connect them into a story. Sure. So short term meaning whatever you're processing right now. So hearing, yeah, for yeah. example. But you have long term. Like there's a great joke. I should I don't like do other people's jokes, but Mitch Hedberg has yeah. the, the best joke about. Yeah. You know, he talks about how hard dreaming is because, you know, at first you're asleep in your, your nice comfy bed and the next thing you know, you've got to build a go-kart with your ex-landlord. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it just processes, like, uh, strange strange yeah. parts of I, your memory. I remember I was in Japan in January and I was sleeping in a capsule hotel, just like that capsule. Yeah. And they, they used, because it's a shared capsule, they couldn't use sound alarms. So that alarm was t- completely ambient light. Wow, and it worked like it worked like wow. a charm. Just light. That's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Immediately or a gradual wake Yo, up. So what they do is they do a gradual light wake up to mimic. Yeah, that would be a lovely wake up yeah, rather yeah. than just yeah. a, a startling. Absolutely, it was like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, or even even just a bright light. It was like a gradual kind of gradient. Yeah. Up to mimic like real light conditions or something. Yeah, it's lovely. Okay, so Luke, Lukey, uh, underscore twenty five. I think he's asking he. Send me a picture of this guy from Breaking Bad. I don't know. I never watched Breaking Bad. So it's the other guy. He's not the main guy. Yeah. Uh, and he says, yeah, science bitch. Um, and I'm assuming he's trying to ask you if you know how to make meth. Do I know how to make meth? Yeah. No, because I wouldn't be a comedian if I did. Uh, you no, would make meth. If you, <laughs> if you had the skills, you would make meth. No. Um, <laughs> no, can you make meth? Can you make meth? I think he's asking you this because I posted your qualifications. You're a Bachelor of um, uh, medical, medical Science. 
I don't know the exact formula to make meth, but I have done <laughs> biochemistry uh, quite a bit and done experiments. And, and I think that's why this guy's asking. And me. yeah, so if if Luke wants to get me the right ingredients, we want to sit around for a bit. We yeah. can we can we can nut it out. <laughs> but so so if you had to make meth right now, yes. I'm saying you have access to the internet. Like, let's say, yeah, if you have money, you have access to the internet. Can you make meth? Yes. Do you know where to buy the test? I know where to buy a test tube. Where do you get a test tubes? Where do you get the Bunsen burner and the Oh, you could buy them from a from a from a science store. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone has the potential to break bad. That's what yeah, you're of course. Okay. Yeah, don't 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 let your fears stand in the way of <laughs> your dreams. Yeah. You want to make meth. So how hard is it to make meth? Like how how, <laughs> how hard I, is it? I, man, I don't think it's that hard because any. Any, uh, any dickhead that's dropped out of school that can make it to the back of their mum's house with two yeah. pots and pads. It, does it leave like an irreparable residue after you make meth? Like it's just the stinker. Do you know? I know, uh, no, I don't. Okay. But I love how you assume that I might. Uh. No, I, I, no, I'm asking from a science point of view that you might know the you know the chemical reactions involved. Because I read this really funny article uh, about this dorm. This I'm just going to say university, Victoria University in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Good lord. All right, hang on, guys. I'm going to pause this and I'll come back. So sorry. Hang on. How do I pause? Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Damien Power called. Damien, if you're listening to this, man, just interrupt the, the podcast. Uh, what, were we, what were we talking about? Me- cooking meth? meth. Yeah, cooking meth. Yeah. Um, what was I saying about it? Shit. Um, uh, you were asking uh, me a lot about it. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Rest left a residue. No, no, I remember because I was reading this article about Victoria University in Melbourne where this guy enrolled in university so that he could get, to the, get a student dorm room so he could use that dorm room to cook meth. So yeah. he, they, um, they busted like a meth lab in the dorms of, Mel- of Victoria University. He enrolled in, in university <laughs> just for the room? Yeah, so he could just get the student accommodation so he could cook meth there. That's, that seems like <laughs> the worst place to cook I meth. I know. I don't think he was studying science either. But, um, I, I, I think, I think it, it'd be better to have a, a, like a degree in cooking yeah. than <laughs> actually science. You know? to, to cook meth? Yeah. <laughs> what, do, uh, okay. And I like cooking as well, and I like science, so, so possibly you, you, you've uh, enlightened me into what my real, real path should be in life. Uh, okay, here we go. From Irrational Fear, Mr. Dan Illich's uh, comedy program. Oh, this will be good. Uh, dear Dr. Ray, well, that's incorrect, first of all. You're not a doctor. <laughs> no. Uh, when I pee, it feels great. Why do I shiver just before the end of a good pee? <laughs> ah. Right. Um, there's a couple of reasons. There hasn't been much, uh, much study done into the pee shivers or taking uh, shivering while you're peeing. So maybe we should invest more money into that. And, uh, hey, that sounds like a PhD thesis. Yeah, right there, it'd yeah. be a good one. Um, yeah. But I've, I've, I've looked into this before and I've thought about it as yeah. well yeah. when I was at uni. And I think the best explanation I've heard, there's, there's two main ones, I think. And the, the first one is, so shivering's uh, a mechanism of your body to warm up. Yeah. And so when you urinate, your body... You know, you're releasing hot hot fluids, yeah. and yeah. then so your body to to make up for that shivers, yeah, and to to make up for the temperature loss, yeah. So that's that's probably the best reason. And the other reason is it's just like a a nervous uh, a nervous reaction after uh, from your nervous system after like your bladder twitching and so forth, and and a chain reaction. But they don't know how how it okay. works, sort of thing. You get nervous when you pee? No, not nervous. Uh, uh, 
a reaction in your nervous system right. sort of thing from okay from releasing from kind of working yeah it's, it's one of those phenomenons like <laughs> itch like being itchy or yeah. an ice cream headache they sort of they kind of know why but they don't really know exactly why yeah uh, i mean i've believe it or not i've actually looked into this as well oh really and the two mysteries which the internet has not been able to answer were why do men have nipples and why people shiver after they pee yeah, yeah wow. this is one of them. And what, what, what's your, what, why do you think men sh- shiver after they pee? I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I heard the same, the heat loss theory, just like you. Yeah, oh, read yeah, but that, it does, but it, it actually, it it's sense. actually quite a, no, it doesn't in the sense that it happens to men and not really women. Oh, yeah, that's true. So what the hell? I don't know. No, it's one of those two mysteries. That, yeah. It is a PhD thesis, to be honest. <laughs> uh, again, from <clears throat> Irrational Fear, Mr. Dan Illich. Oh, this would be another good one. Yeah, when I'm in bed drunk, I feel like I have different dreams. Why? <laughs> what the hell are you doing, man? Um, when he's in bed drunk, yeah. why does he have different dreams? Well, as a general answer, it's just due to the alcohol suppressing some parts of the brain and exciting other parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. So making you know different input and output and different stimulus into mm-hmm. your dreams. Um, but being drunk kind of ruins ruins your sleep as well like in the sense like maybe one glass of wine before you sleep is makes you sleep better and nicer but when you get really drunk it like suppresses uh your nervous system and then like when those effects wear away they sort of wake up so you never get into like this really good rem and you never have like a really good dream and never have really good sleep and so forth really so so drinking alcohol is bad for you yeah (laughs) another phd yeah um, I mean, when, when I'm in bed drunk, I, I mean, how do you feel like you have different dreams? They get all weird. He, that's what he's saying. When I'm in bed drunk, I feel like I have different dreams. Oh, you certainly would have different dreams because yeah. you're suppressing part of part parts of your brain and yeah. and parts of yeah parts of your your nervous system that that would uh, usually function while you're sleeping and create mm-hmm. your regular dreams. So. Okay. So can you like what part of your brain is being kind of shut down by alcohol? Oh. Man, I think it's your sympathetic nervous system gets shut down by alcohol or dulls, dulls it. Uh-huh. And then so as the effects of alcohol wear off, uh-huh. that sort of wakes up. So you, it wakes your body up a bit and you don't... You don't um, so so you're, you, you're like when you're asleep, your body's kind of like in this weird wake up or shut down mode. And, yeah. Okay. And, and, the, and look, dreams, they, don't, they actually don't even know where dreams still... You know, some people think it happens from the parietal lobe. Some people yep. think it happens from... Um, in different areas of the brain, okay. so okay. you don't know which parts are depressed, suppressed, sure. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, sure. Um, we got a question from Dingo Diver. <laughs> Dingo you, Diver, this yeah. is going to be. Great. It's actually someone we know. Oh, great! So I'll tell you who afterwards. But uh, are you meant to chew yogurt? Oh, tough question. Um, I okay, you go ahead. You, 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 I'm going to say it depends on the type of yogurt and mm-hmm. the flavor of yogurt. I'd mm-hmm. say passion fruit, definitely not. You know, mm-hmm. um, but, but a berry one, of course, and, mm-hmm. and maybe one of these Greek Greek ones. They're quite thick. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can go ahead and chew it. I, I love thick yogurt. You love thick yeah, yogurt. I love the thick yogurt. Like I get the thickest yogurt possible. I rarely chew it. I just go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, you rarely chew that it. That stuff yeah. is just a smoothie to me. Um, <laughs> uh, Rob Close. Ask, can you control what happens in your dreams when you realize you are dreaming? Is that still a dream? What? What is this sentence? Anyway, I, I think he's asking, can you control what happens in your dreams? Oh, well, I, think it's beli- I believe it's called lucid dreaming. Um, I don't know too much about this, but I, I would say that for me, the way I would control my dreams in general in life is they're all going to come from internally. Yeah. So 
uh, it, it'd be just controlling what I do in everyday life and controlling oh. the stimulus I put into everyday life. Okay, well, that's one way to control it. But he, I think he's actually asking if you realize that you're dreaming, can you control Oh, right. Lucid dreaming. He's talking about lucid dreaming. Yeah, right. Inception yeah. sort of. Uh, I, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I have actually, I've actually done it a few times. I know this is going to Have sound... you done it or do you think you do it? Well, what else is doing it if not thinking you're doing it in a dream? That's all dreams are. Well, like then you'd always be controlling your dreams. No, no. Because okay. you always Oh, no, I'll like give you an example. I'll give you a, a, a clip. No, I know what you mean. So, a lot of times in dreams, you don't know you're dreaming, right? Yes. Right. But this has best been th- two or three times in my life yeah. when I've gone, holy crap, I'm dreaming right now. Yes. I am going to have to do something awesome. But as soon as I try to do something awesome, I wake up. And then yes. there's been twice in my life when... I, I'm going, oh my God, I'm dreaming right now. I have to do something awesome. I'm going to fly right now and I just fly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. And I wake up within like 10 seconds. As yeah, soon I've, as I've, I, I've, I've had like that feeling yeah. once maybe in my yeah. life where I've, I've been aware I'm in a dream and yeah. I've been like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Let's, let's, and I'm having so much fun in the dream. Yeah. But still, I still see it as like a matrix in a matrix. Like you're still dreaming and you only believe you're controlling it. Like to really? to that point of view. Well, well, the, I dreamt that I because the first thing you're like, okay, I I I know that once you realize that you're dreaming. In my case, I know that I only have ten seconds before I wake up. That's always what happens. As soon as I realize yeah. I'm dreaming, I have ten seconds to wake up. So I'm like, I have to do something awesome and impossible right now. And my <laughs> first thought is always, okay, I'm gonna go fly. And then that, one time it happened. I'm I was gonna like, go fly. I, yeah, I went to fly. It was awesome, and then I woke up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know how to. I mean, I guess that's lucid dreaming. I don't know how to... Yeah, man. I um. So you don't believe in lucid dreaming. That's very interesting. No, and I don't... I don't I, um, somehow, I, as I I've gotten older, I don't dream as much as I used to. Uh-huh. And um, Well, maybe you just don't remember. Yeah, well, dream. I don't... Sorry, I don't remember that I, I dream, so yeah. I don't experience this, and I don't... Um, I, I just don't believe you can. I don't believe you can. But I feel like we're arguing semantics here because you're saying you're saying that we can't control our dreams because we're not actually in control. We think I we are, but we're not. I believe that you feel like you're controlling your dreams yeah. in the same way that when I'm having a dream and it feels yeah. so real and yeah. I feel like I'm in control of everything, yeah. in that sense, oh, okay. it's just another level of that taken back. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, Rob, I'm... Okay, with- put it the other way, right? So you're having a dream, right? Yeah. And then in that dream, you dream about dreaming, Right. Yeah, I've had that. So, one. do you think that you're controlling your dreams through right. there? You do, but you're only dreaming that you're controlling your dreams, and that's what I think that is—that right. kind of reversal. So, you're saying when we have a dream in a dream, we're not actually having a dream in a dream; we're just having a dream, and we're thinking that we're sleeping in the dream. Yes, okay. yes, yes. But yes. we're actually not. We're just having one continuous. Dream. Yeah, I can yeah, get definitely. That. definitely I can get that. Because have you ever had the wake up and you're still in a dream? Have you yeah, had that? Yeah, yeah. I've had that maybe twice or three times in my life. Yeah, I've you're had right. It. I used to have it a lot when I was a kid, but not not anymore. Well, it's it's weird because like you sort of dream more and you have more of these phenomenons at a younger age. As yeah. well, when your brain is developing. Yeah. So hence showing like a Dude. high neuronal activity uh-huh. then, and and it's just a it's just an offshoot of like. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of neuronal activity. Of, of in kids? 
Yeah, because yeah. your brain's developing and functioning so cool. quickly and changing. Because that's true. When I was a kid, I had crazy ass dreams. Yeah, yeah. I had crazy dreams. I wake, I'll be waking up. I'll be crying. I'll be yeah. sweating. It was yeah, insane. Now it's like you have dreams <laughs> about just doing your taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the dreams are so goddamn yeah, yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. The dreams like oh, I gotta pay this yeah. phone bill. <laughs> What's my most boring dream? I think I I had dreams where I was just singing in a room. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, that was the worst dream. Yeah, is that what all that noise is coming from your room every night? <laughs> Just seeing your room. Yeah. You're right, my dreams when I was a kid was crazy. What was your go-to like dream as a kid? Like your go-to nightmare? I had oh. a go-to nightmare every time I would just have one nightmare. Yeah, I had this giant snake. Like, this giant, giant snake. snake would chase. And I couldn't run away because yeah. it was so big. And, like, I, you know, I could only run to the next suburb. But it was, like, really big. So I could just reach over and grab yeah. me. That's all. That's what was your scary? My, my scary dream is quite messed up. I've never actually spoken about this to anybody. Um, my, my reoccurring nightmare as a kid for some reason was me... You, this is gonna be this is gonna be funny. This yeah, is gonna yeah. be creepy. So yeah, yeah, go, go. Okay. I'm interested. Okay, it was my. I for some reason I would dream that my my head would get run over by a train. Your head would, and I wouldn't die, and it would be like my head oh, would. That's be messed why you up. love the movie Inception. Well, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. I yeah, didn't draw yeah. that connection. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that was my reoccurring nightmare. Was getting my head run over by a train, but not dying, and like. Your head gets like crushed up, like so. You a, just got a squashed head. Up. Yeah. A squash head and yeah, it looked like a raisin. It was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. I can I never told that to anyone. I don't know why that was a recurring day. It stopped. Yeah, man. If you're into the, uh, the Freudian theories, yeah. you're like accessing some part of your unconscious mind that um, is telling you something. What? I don't know. What? Stay away from train tracks. I don't believe in interpreting dreams, but um, right. that's weird. Uh. Look, we're, we're, we're making really good time here. Uh, the Reese is asking you to explain how sleep paralysis works. Oh, no, no one knows how sleep paralysis works, um, uh, def- definitively. Can, but well, can we just kind of define what sleep paralysis oh, is? Oh, sleep paralysis is like when you, just before you go to sleep or yeah. just before you wake up, yeah. you're paralyzed. Yeah. You're like, and it's really scary. Yeah. And like you can't, and it's similar to a panic attack. I've yeah. never had a panic attack, yeah. but I, I uh, know people that are close to me that have had it, and yeah. it feels like a pressing on your chest. Yeah. It's like a, and, and like in um, olden, olden times, they used to think like it was like witchcraft and stuff like that. They used to think like it was a monster right. on your chest and right. stuff like that, and it's quite a scary experience. They, right. they, they say that most people experience once in, in their life. Yeah. Uh, but... I think it's, I've had it. I've had it once. I've had yeah, it once. Yeah. It's usually linked to like health reasons and lifestyle reasons, like stress, yeah. um, bad sleeping patterns, um, the secretion of melatonin. Like melatonin is what just irregular secretion of melatonin usually, and yeah. the phys- yeah. so, so melatonin is what um, regulates the circadian rhythms. Yeah, and it's so you get it during the day, yeah. like um, you, you get it through light, right? Yeah. And that's how you produce it. And then that's why that's why we were awake during the day and we sleep at night, mm-hmm. right? It's not just because it's easier to see. Mm. It's because during the day you get vitamin D, yeah. which vitamin D hits receptors yeah. in your retina. Yeah. And then your retina produces melatonin in your pineal gland, yeah. uh, or pineal gland, sorry. Yeah. In, um, which is like the little ball, if you ever, yeah. ever have a look at your brain, it's a little ball. It's where Descartes thought like the, um, our, our body... Yeah talks to the spirits like that was the connection why the hell, between them why, he, why the hell did he think that 
Well, it, making it, shit up. It goes, yeah, totally. It goes, <laughs> but it goes back to like I, I think, therefore I am, and then like there's yeah, anyway, it's, okay, anyway, it's too long. But um, melatonin and um, just just if you get a lot of sleep paralysis, yeah. and and there's other symptoms quite similar linked yeah. to it as well, like yeah. the. The feeling of falling. Have you ever had yeah, that yeah, before? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. You have that a lot, do yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, it's usually due to stress and just irregular, um, irregular, irregular uh, secretions of melatonin. So, what I'd recommend is take vitamins, like yeah. melatonin vitamins. Yeah. It's like try try live a healthier lifestyle, get a lot of sun yeah. and exercise. Okay, so you're saying that sleep paralysis and and what was the other one? The feeling of falling. Yeah, I can't remember what that's exactly. But, called, but basically, but melatonin deficiency and vitamin D. Well, you know, it's a broad it's a broad thing, but sleep paralysis is almost always linked to other sleep problems. Okay, okay. But the thing with sleep paralysis, which it's got everyone stumped, is yeah. There are isolated cases of it, like where it's not, okay. and people get it. So they don't, they don't know exactly what. Okay, and let's be clear: you, you know what? No, nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice, and apart from the meth, apart <laughs> from the meth, uh, and uh, please always seek uh, professional medical attention if you're um, experiencing any health problems. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, I, I've had sleep paralysis once. Yep. And that was pretty scary. It's actually. Were you I, scared? You very scared? Um, it was a dream. It, the dream didn't help either. The dream was that someone was was attacking me and I couldn't move. And it was like literally, you know, one of those like. It was like from a movie where you're putting all your concentration into just moving your arm yeah, yeah, yeah. over. And I actually overcame the sleep paralysis and just woke up. It was well, really. Well, it, it only lasts for a couple of seconds yeah, yeah. and you wake up. But, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I remember it was like moving against, like, like I wasn't in control. I couldn't raise my hand, and then I just like fought it. Like, yeah, I just got angry and fought it, and then it like I woke up. That's how I woke up. Like, that was the worst way to wake up. Yeah, but surprisingly, it didn't traumatize me or anything. Like, I didn't have any. I didn't. I don't think about it. In fact, I didn't, I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it. So, well, well, there you go. Um, we got some more questions. We got one more question here from um, Alex Dinsdale. Yeah, actually, cool. he asked two, two questions. Uh, he he's asking about. He says, ask about neuroscience of altered states of consciousness, hallucinogens, and meditation, ETC. He's not really asking a question here. I feel like uh, he just wants to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's kind of the same as touching on um, touching on de- a rational fears question. Yeah. They're like, you know, hallucinogens, meditation, and all yeah. that. It's you're suppressing area in a general general explanation you're yeah. suppressing areas of the brain and exciting other that's what a, a drug does mm-hmm. you know and uh, you suppress some yeah. areas of the brain excite some areas of the brain so is meditation kind of like a way of kind of doing that without any substances kind yeah of totally yourself? man I've, I've got i've you know i've got uh well as a child i was d- diagnosed with severe adhd yeah which i still feel like i'm, I'm quite hyperactive and, yeah. I, and I am yeah. but it's never ever affected me, and I looked into it a bit more. I didn't like taking. I never take tablets. I never yeah. take. And there's some there's some awesome theories about uh, ADHD and so forth. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, that uh, that go on to say like the people with ADHD and people regular people. The only difference is, you know, it's not like a. Uh, the only difference is one area of your brain is more enlarged than another area compared to regular society. It's not, it's not, so, and that goes You're talking about people with ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. and it goes back to like a hunter's, uh, hunter's and farmer's theory. I think this is the, the coolest theory I've ever read about it, but it's yeah. like people with ADHD uh, evolved from hunters. Yeah. So 
they're like, you know, they have to go out and hunt the food and get the food and so forth and come back. Yeah. Whereas people without ADHD or ADD are farmers who can sit back and sort of look at the long-term thing and, and collect the food and so forth. Wow. So, Wow, that's interesting. I'd rather be a hunter. Uh, <laughs> than a farmer? I, I, I like being a hunter. I, mm-hmm. I, and, but... but I do. I used to do meditation to yeah. sort of control and make myself make myself more focused, which yeah. is just using parts of your brain and st- strengthening focusing yeah. areas of your brain. Well, that's cool. That's cool that um, there's a like scientific basis for the benefits of meditation. Oh, totally, yeah. yes, man, yeah. totally. Cool. We got one more question from uh, Alex Dinsdale. I feel this guy. He's he's trying to stump or he's trying to get you to. He's asking some pretty complex questions. His second question is. Um, can our brains see the future? Whoa. The neuroscience of deja vu. And then he quotes this MIT study. Oh, uh, man, I'm not reading the MIT study, but I, I think I know MIT what he's talking about. Here. I know, I, yeah. like, and it's a, it's a bogus question, in my opinion. Like, can our, brains, can our brains predict the future? Of course <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> and deja vu, like, well, there's some theories that believe that deja vu, mm-hmm. some, and I know you, you, uh, you're fond of some... Buddhist, uh, Buddhist principles and so yeah. forth. So, yeah. some theories of deja vu state that it's memories from a previous life. Uh, yeah, I don't know. About and that. Yeah. so, I don't believe that. But the most common uh, explanation, no one knows deja, about deja vu either. It's something to do with your, uh, some excitation in, in your temporal lobe, possibly. I can't even remember mm-hmm. that. That makes you gives you a familiar feeling of an external stimulus. It's in, okay, but there's the opposite of deja vu. There's oh, I wish I knew the name. We should we should look it up. But there's the opposite of deja vu where it's, your brain can't remember, not can't remember saying. You know when you look at a word that you've written, right? And you've written yeah. it a million times in your life, yeah. and you look at it and you go, "Does that word spell right?" right it could right, be like right, flower. Right, you know? right, right, like, right. There's a really simple right, word. Right, right, right. You look at it for long enough, yeah. and then you're just like, "I don't even know if that's a fucking <laughs> yeah. word." You yeah. know, I don't even yeah. know if that's a word. Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. and yeah. then so it's that's the opposite of deja vu. You know, okay. so you. You can, your brain can do some weird stuff. Okay. I thought the opposite of deja vu would just be like life, like just not just experiencing it for the first time. But you're right. The opposite of deja vu would be doing, not recognizing something that you do all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You've experienced. Yeah. That's really cool. I've had severe deja vu. And here's the thing about deja vu that makes it so hard to dismiss as like a weird, you know, like, like a quack theory or whatever, because everyone experiences it. When you say deja vu, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Because like, we've all had that. So but the fact that everyone shares it, so there's something to it, you know, something's, something's going on with, with deja vu. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a past, everyone's experiencing past life. No, 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 but, but also, like, like dreams and so forth, yeah. deja vu is a lot more common in, in a, at a young age, mm-hmm. whilst your brain is developing. Okay. So, like, while you've got, uh, like, crazy okay. stuff going on in, okay. in your brain and... and, yeah, okay. and I've, I've had weird deja vu where I'm in the middle of a conversation in someone's house and I'll be like, dude, this... I've... You know, I've had a dream about this or something. That it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah, a weird yeah. Feeling. Yeah, it is. It is a weird feeling. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't know enough about it to, um, okay. and and I don't think anyone knows enough about it. But it's, uh, okay, it's a cool phenomenon. So I think this guy's asking you if we're gonna have like precogs from Minority Report in him soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a glitch think. in the okay. matrix. If okay. He's he's bringing in quantum physics into this. Like, wait, look, we. Alex, mm. thanks so much for your question. We don't, we don't have the brain power here to answer this <laughs> in my study of consciousness. Yeah. But um, let me see. I think that that's about it. We we made some good time here. Uh, thanks for holy crap, thirty minutes. All right. Wow. All right. Uh, 
Hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank uh, you very <laughs> much for having me, man. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have you back on again. Um, thank uh, everyone else. Thanks for listening. Go to my website and check out the, my next gig listings because I'm playing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and uh, next, uh, and I'm really, I'm really excited to go there at this new show. And and you're gonna post up the uh, ingredients of meth, meth and, and, yeah. and the uh, instructions. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. I will, can you get arrested for posting the method for cooking meth? Uh, I'm fairly. Uh, you probably can, but I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> sure if you typed it into the internet right now, you'd, you'd get a hundred pages that, that have. Yeah, but then the, there's meth, and then there's meth. You know what I mean? Like there's common. You're meth talking about there's good stuff yeah. and there's better stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So you know, any anyone can cook meth, but I'm talking. You know, yeah, I think I think that all comes down to the apparatus you use, how uh, how delicate you are. It's skill like set, cooking. It's like cooking, set. you know. What about skill set? Skill set of like knowing your chemistry. Yeah, yeah, but it it come down to cooking as well, you know. Like <laughs> you can cook a good steak and you can burn a steak. You know, you got to cook it just right. All right, all right. Thanks, thanks, Ray. No, thank you for having me, man. Thanks, man.